Hi, I'm Jenny Whitehead, and this is my podcast. With different guests, we will be discussing relationships, families, and how to grow and strengthen them. Okay, so we're going to start off with a little bit of an introduction. Like I said, my name is Jenny Whitehead. I am a student currently at BYU-Idaho, um, and I'm studying marriage and family. Um, so this is actually for a class that I'm doing. Um, we are going to be kind of reviewing our textbook called Successful Marriages and Families, Proclamation Principles and Research Perspectives. So we'll be going through different chapters of the textbook and bringing out um, important principles that I think that I find in there. So this week, we're going to be talking about successful romantic relationships. Um, and they kind of talk about the ABCs of, of a relationship. A is awareness or acquaintance with the other person. B is buildup of the relationship. C is continuation with the relationship or um, a long-term commitment, sometimes leading to marriage. D is deterioration or decline of the relationship. And E is end of the relationship. So not all relationships will hit all five spots. Most of them, I think, well, not most. A lot of them will end, go all the way to E. But I think most of us want to get to that C, continuation and commitment long-term. And we want to be able to stay there. So we're going to kind of talk about the different ABCs with some different guests and, and hear everybody's different viewpoints of these things. So now we will be doing an interview with one of my oldest and dearest friends, Jen. And I will let her talk a little bit about who she is and why she is and what she is. Go for it. Why she is, huh? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so my name's Jen. Very popular 1980s name, which works for me. Very, very nondescript. Um, I joined the church at 14. And um, I come from a family that ha had gone through divorce and abuse. And um, I was, you know, seeking for more. There had to be something more out there. And I had gone to other churches and just felt like they didn't try to educate their youth or their kids. Mm -hmm. um, and so there was nothing that really grabbed me. And so when I had met some friends in junior high or grade nine or ninth grade, um, they invited me to a youth conference and strangely enough it was like a fake mtc which for a convert or like a non-member was sort of uh like fish out of water it was very strange but very cool and i just loved how the leaders and teachers taught the youth about who they were where they came from and where they were going and that was a huge grab for me and so i was sold um, and I, uh, I took the discussions. My family did not want me to get baptized. So after a lot of pleading, I joined the church about nine months later. And since then I was pretty gung ho as a youth. Um, I remember I it well. <laughs> I think I like celebrated my anniversary of my baptism every month until it was a year. And then 
now I have to do math to calculate it because I think about it when it goes by, but I don't actually like 2020. It's been 24 years. Holy smokes. Yeah. yeah, I know. Nuts. Um, I didn't date a ton. Not that I didn't want to. I was pretty boy crazy. Um, but uh, I really enjoyed young adults. It was really fun. Got to meet lots of people. And I got to figure out what I found most important in Eternal Companion. Um, being someone who served and... Um, honored their priesthood and cherished it and um, served in callings. Um, I had a whole list in my journal. I should have dug it out. <laughs> um, I can't even, like, honestly, I can't super remember much, but it was important to me that my future eternal companion was devoted to the church um, I had a young women's leader at one point who was sort of frustrated with me that I didn't want to consider a non-member as, as a husband. She was married to a non-member and he was wonderful. Like they had such a beautiful relationship. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah. And um, such a and beautiful the best, the best man. The best man, like better than a lot of Latter-day Saint men, like for sure. Um, and and so she felt insulted by that. And so she uh, had asked another young woman's leader to talk to me about it. And she was kind of like, okay. She talked to me and she said, like, ultimately, you decide what you want. And I had said to her, you know, I've dealt with I mean in such a short period of time but as a teenager you feel like time is forever you know dealing with my family who weren't members of the church and how it had strained our relationship and I had to make a lot of tough choices between my family and my faith and I just felt like I didn't want to spend the rest of my life that way mm -hmm. and she was lucky she had an amazing husband but since being a member of the church and being a married member of the church, I've seen lots of families that struggle with that decision where a family member decides to leave the church and it can go really well or it can pull everyone down or it can be a real stressor on the relationship. And so even just from that experience of having to live with my family, that was just not something I was willing to consider. I wanted someone devoted to the church. I wanted someone who had parents in the church because I wanted that foundation and I wanted yeah. that support. Um, and, you know, Dave's family is very rooted in the church and very um, committed to Christ-like living the best way that they can. Uh, they're not fake. They're not, uh, they're not deep into culture. They're deep into what's going to strengthen their testimony, which I really appreciate. Mm -hmm. And so... Um, you know, <laughs> I was also not great with relationships. So when Dave expressed interest in me, I ran as fast as I could away. Um, but we kept getting thrown together because we just, we, we were best friends. Like as soon as we met, we had so much to talk about and, and we laughed and, um, enjoyed spending time together so eventually we started dating got married very quickly after that 
And, uh, you know, those things that I valued in him have been things that we've continued to foster in our relationship where, um, you know, service in the church, um, the importance of remaining faithful and our temple covenants, being able to go to the temple and, and um, bring children into our home. And that's been really, really important. Mm-hmm. So I know a lot. So this was kind of talking about the ABCs of a relationship. And the first one was like an awareness or an attraction. Um, and I remember talking to you once, I can't remember how long ago, but your attraction to Dave was different than your attraction to other guys had been. Mm-hmm. Typically, it was like it was all about more, I guess, things on the surface. But for Dave, it was went a little bit deeper. And I guess my question would be: If do you think you would have the same relationship if you had gone for a more surface attraction that maybe it would eventually built, or are you happy with? I don't know. I've wondered that myself. Like I've. I hear a lot of people's stories where they thought someone was super hot and um, they were into each other on a physical sort of way. And then as they learn more about each other, you know, they, that relationship broadened and deepened. Um, For me, it was the opposite. Like, and I don't know what it is. I think honestly, because I, don't have the highest self-esteem I often liked guys that were totally out of my league because it wasn't a threat Mm -hmm. I didn't have to like deal with somebody getting to know the real me um with the exception of one (laughs) wasn't sure I was doing with that guy but anyway um when but when guys would turn around and like me then I was like oh there's something wrong with you, I'm out. Mm-hmm. Like, you must be a weirdo <laughs> if you're reciprocating. <laughs> like, for real, it's silly, but I was instantly mean mm. the moment that happened. Like, you've seen it happen. I did the same thing with one of Dave's roommates where he expressed interest in me, and I'm like, oh, I'm out. Yeah. Because I w- it was too vulnerable and... I just didn't really think that highly of myself. And so I thought, if you're into me, then I must be a weirdo. And so our first year was pretty rocky because I had to deal with some of those issues head on. Like your first year of marriage? Yeah, just like dealing with my self-esteem and dealing with anxiety and just figuring who I, who I was and, and being an adult. You know, I kind of rushed towards it because I I wanted to be a young adult. I wanted to go to university. I wanted to be out of my parents' house. And then it was like I was married. I, I was older. I was, you know, older. I was 21. <laughs> Almost 22. Older. But, yeah, it, it was tough. But I think if it would have been a surface type thing, that would have been a lot more challenging. Mm -hmm. And we didn't go through the honeymoon period because we were best friends first. Mm -hmm. That, that the rest of it came with time, the, you know, the physical attraction and all that, that came alongside, but it was not number one. 
And so as we went through some of the challenges we had, it was so much better because we were best friends first, Mm. committed to each other. You know, it wasn't surface level. No, that's really interesting. Um, Because I think the friendship and the commitment is what gets you through everything else. Like, because even if the physical attraction is there, eventually you get old or you gain weight or you get sick or something happens and you change physically. And if you don't have the commitment and the friendship, then what do you have? Mm-hmm. So that makes sense. Okay. Well, thank you so much for talking with me and giving me some of your um, thoughts and ideas on what you looked for and why it was important to you. <laughs> no problem. I had recorded an amazing interview with my niece, Kaylee, um, and it didn't work and she's busy and I'm busy. So I'm just going to kind of talk about what we talked about. So Kaylee is 24 and she lives in Utah right now. Um, and as she says, she's about to become engaged to her boyfriend. Um, so I talked to her a little bit about that. And um, I talked kind of about how they got there. And she said that they met on a dating app. It was during COVID. And if you find the people attractive, you swipe up. And they both swiped up, so they were connected. I guess. I'm old and I don't fully understand all of that. So they um, went on a date. And she thought, yeah, he seems nice enough. And so they went on another date and they ended up spending the whole day together just walking and talking. Um, And then third date, same thing, spent the whole day together. And on that third date, they, he asked her to go steady is the words that she used. Um, And when that happened, they kind of had the conversation about, well, what does that mean? And where is this going? Kaylee says she's quite an open book and she didn't want to waste any time or mess around. And she let him know, like, I'm looking for marriage and um, moving forward. And if, if that's what you're looking for too, then great. Let's move forward and be steady. And if not, then, then this isn't going to work. And I think that from the sounds of it was his goal too. And so they continued dating and moving forward and um, growing their relationship. So they started dating in May um, and she said it was just a very natural thing for them. She had never, most of the people she had dated, they'd been friends first and then started dating. And this was kind of different where she had never met him. They found online, started dating, and then grew a friendship. Um, <clears throat> oh, she also talked a little bit about what didn't work in her past relationships and where she had been friends with the these people before and then moved on to relationships and then when the relationships weren't working out I'm kind of clinging to them and holding on to them thinking that she doesn't want to lose the friendship and they've already put so much time and effort into it that it's hard to let go she mentioned something called the three three month rule and that's where people can kind of maintain a facade for about three months and be their best self for three months and after that their true selves kind of show through. And Kaylee said that with her prior relationship, she kind of noticed that at the three month mark, they changed and that's kind of where things deteriorated and went downhill. 
but often again she would hold on because they had been friends previously and it's hard to let go of that friendship. Um, but now talking with her soon-to-be fiancé, it sounds like it's different and things are still going well and strong. And not only are they building a romantic relationship, but a friendship as well, which is an important part. Um, so thank you to Kaylee who gave her time to talk with me. I'm sorry that the recording did not work. That was kind of a summary of what we talked about. And then we will be talking with a couple more people in a little bit. Okay, I have my cousin Robbie with me today. Um, and I'll turn the time over to him for a little bit and he can do a little bit of an introduction. Hello, I'm, uh, I'm Rob Widener. I'm from Utah. Well, I'm originally from Canada, but I, I currently live in Utah uh, in Salt Lake City. I am uh, 28 years old. Um, I'm currently a real estate agent, and uh, I enjoy a lot of things. I like traveling. I love playing hockey. I like being busy, and uh, I like being surrounded by you know friends, family, and and just new people. So I guess that's a little a little stint about me. Perfect. All right. So Robbie, are you currently in a relationship or are you single? I am single, but I'm in the field. I'm I'm dating. I'm 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 working. I'm working the field. So. You work in the field. Perfect. Okay, so can I ask you, what is important to you when you are in the field and looking? What attracts you um, to somebody? That's tough. I have this conversation with my dad all the time. But um, <laughs> I think a few things that are really important, especially in like today's society, in like day and age where everything's online and, and everything's so fast and it's very, you know, uh, quick paced when it comes to dating. I think things that are important to me are... Um, I think you think of like love languages, maybe like quality time, words of affirmation, just people that like that are, that are willing to try and like mm-hmm. give support, you know, more than just a date or, or try to understand your perspective and, and what you're wanting and your needs. And um, so just someone that's that's willing to put forth more energy and time than than the other. I think uh, that stands out, um, okay. especially in a, society, in a society that's so fast paced right now. Right. Perfect. Um so what, what takes you, like, let's say you're dating somebody and you're like, okay, I kind of like this person. Are there any qualities or certain things that you take from, okay, I'm interested in this person to, yes, I want to build a relationship with this person? Or is it kind of the same? Yeah, I, yeah, totally. I mean, obviously, when you first meet, you go through, I don't know, there's a little bit of a honeymoon phase where you, you know, you're excited that it's a new fling and you're going on dates and it's fun and you know but obviously that's going to end sooner or later and I think what really matters to me especially is like can we just communicate can we just have like an open conversation about you know my feelings or her feelings or can we talk about maybe just our goals I think one thing that isn't talked about is hey like I mean I think just expressing interest I think that's something that is great to talk about rather than just like expecting it to happen as you move move forward. I think mm-hmm. just be able to talk to him and be like, hey, like I'm I'm really interested in you and I and I want you know this to progress and move forward. And I think that you know um, allows you to build with one another. And but yeah, open communication is huge. I think a good personality is is big. And and if you can, a big thing for me is like humor. Like if we can have you know some sarcasm or some jokes back and forth and kind of you know. Um, joke around with one another and just kind of laugh I think that is is a huge key benefit for me so mm-hmm. no good so if you're let's say you get to a more committed relationship with somebody are there ever 
signs like, I guess, how long do you stay in that relationship hoping towards marriage? Or do you like, is there sometimes a clear sign that you're like, okay, this isn't going to work? Do you hold on for a little bit longer? Or do you quickly end a relationship? Or does that make sense? Yeah, I think um, I think pretty early on you'll be able to kind of tell. Um, I mean, I, I think you always need to give something time, right? Like you, mm-hmm. you never know who a true person is until you've given enough time. But I think you know, at a certain point, you can kind of figure out, hey, I don't, I don't think you know our personalities really you know mesh well, or hey, I don't think we're really vibing as well as you know as as I would hope, or hey, maybe we just have different goals in the future and and different standards and morals. And, and I think that's totally fine to have that conversation. But the b- most more thing is being able to just communicate it to the other person. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I definitely think there's a time where, Hey, it's not gonna work out. Maybe talk to him. Um, but something, if you feel like there is, you know, potential, keep it going and just have an open conversation and just, you know, move it forward. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. And so at an end of a relationship, are you usually able to kind of be friends with people or does it usually end rough? Yeah, no, I've always been uh, one that's very cordial and like uh, friendly. Like I, I don't, I don't understand, you know, the reasoning behind getting in fights and, and yelling at each other and, or, or getting upset with each other, running out of patience. I think, Literally, if you, if you're able to talk about your feelings and, and have an equal understanding and perspective, I think you guys can definitely still be friends. Maybe not like, hey, let's hang out, mm-hmm. but hey, let's like let's respect each other's you know mindset and let's respect each other's space and 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 our future goals. Like I like for instance, there was a girl that I was kind of talking to, and and we didn't really things didn't really progress. But yeah. she has a boyfriend now, and it, it makes me super happy because she's a great girl, and and mm-hmm. she was so fun to hang out with. It didn't get to the point with me, but now I'm just happy that she has someone that she can spend that time with. And there's no need for me to be a zealous man or jealous man. I had the opportunity, and I didn't take it. I didn't take advantage of it. And no. so, yeah, I, I think it's definitely good to, to be friends after. Okay, perfect. So, kind of last question: Is there anything stopping you from a long-term commitment right now? Can you think of? I can think of any- lots of reasons. Oh. More, okay. it's more personal insecurity than anything. But I think um, I definitely, you know, in in my current situation, and this isn't everybody. You know, I just started a new career, and you know, I have some financial goals I would, I would hope to get to. And I'm not saying that's gonna, you know, if if a person came into my life, I'll be like, no, sorry, we can't do it because I haven't focusing on my professional career. But it definitely right. kind of right. makes me focus um, more on the career than dating. But mm-hmm. I, I definitely think. Um, you know, and again, this is all me personally. I, I think I see some like personal experience with relationships failing, and I, I get nervous and I get scared, and then I think, are you know, are they going to cheat or be disloyal, or am I going to cheat or be disloyal? And you get mm-hmm. so many fears in your mind, and it kind of prohibits you from taking that next step with somebody long term. Mm-hmm. And a huge, a huge thing for me is I fear hurting people. Like I don't want to hurt anybody. Uh-huh. And the thought of, hey, you know, maybe we date for a year and I have to end things. I don't, I don't like that thought. Right. So right. I don't know. I, and again, again, that's all personal fear and insecurity. And I know that at some point I'll have to take a risk and, hey, let's let's try this out. But I guess there's a lot of nuances in relationships that more of it's just self-inflicted. Yeah. Oh, no, for sure. It's scary. It's scary 
to commit long term to somebody and hope that hope that they're feeling the same way. Absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. All right. Well, thanks so much, Robbie, for sharing some of your insights and stories with us. Um, yeah. And we'll hopefully be able to talk to you again. So we visited with a few different people. Um, my niece, Kaylee, who's about to be engaged. My friend, Jen, who's been married for I can't remember, 15 years and who comes from a, um, she's a convert and comes from a divorced family. And then my cousin, Robbie, who is single and looking at building relationships. And I um, made some connections after talking to a few of them. Um, when I think about building a relationship and then the textbook, it talks about like the different ABCDEs. Um, I think getting to the commitment to long-term takes a lot of vulnerability and a lot of um, being able to be open and willing to work hard. And um, when I, I noticed that specifically when I listened to Robbie and the different um, concerns he had about going into relationships. Um, and then how Kaylee moving into hopefully to be engaged when she talked about just being right out there and saying what she wanted and what she needed in a relationship and they moved quite quickly into a committed relationship. Um, and then Jen talking about their first year of marriage being a little bit rocky and the self-discovery and working through things, all of those are, are vulnerable places to be and you have to be willing to let the other person in and to work. Um, also looking at the family background, I don't want to be a judgmental person, but when you, speaking now as a mom of a teenage daughter, um, when I look at different boys she dates, there's different things that kind of not alarm me and I don't want to sound mean but if she's dating a boy let's say a boy who's a member of our church and his parents are married and he has a desire to go on a mission that is comfortable for me I see that and I think okay he knows what a good strong family is he knows what it, it takes to be in a good strong family and I know that's not always the case but that's something that kind of resonates in my head um currently she's dating a non-member who comes from a broken family <clears throat> and his grandparents are also divorced and and that makes me a little bit more nervous and um in that it uh it makes me nervous because well he he hasn't really seen strong relationships and strong families and how how will he know how to work on it and how to build it and then, but then I look at my friend, Jen, who came from a similar background and it strengthened her and helped her to know what she wanted and what she didn't want. And she worked harder for what she wanted. So there's different things in family backgrounds and, and searching. And it's, uh, I'm glad that I'm married. It's, a it's hard and confusing to be single and look for an eternal companion and knowing what you want and what you need in life. but. Yeah, again, thanks to those who, who talked with me this week about those different um, successful and unsuccessful relationships. And we will 
um, talk more next time. Thanks.